Okay, I, I hope you enjoyed the, uh, the harvest last week. It's another thing that we did. Um, if you've got any feedback about the harvest service last week, then please do let me know, good, good or bad, I don't mind, mainly because most of it wasn't my responsibility, so you can be as honest as you like. Um, but it was, good to, it was good to get together with other churches. I hope you found that and just meet one another. And, um, yeah, so that, that was good. Um, so today, uh, as a one-off, if you remember over the last year or so, I've, I've done a little one-off messages about why we do what we do. So we've talked about why we sing, why we gather. Uh, when Rick was here, he talked about why we pray. So I want, and if you think to yourself, can you tell me, Richard, why when we get together on Sunday, why do we do this? And tell me what the, this is. I'm, I'm happy to, to preach on that. And I'll pick all these you know, I'll be keep going with this. But I thought today, um, I wanted to pick up on why we do, why do we spend so much time chatting? <laughs> I don't know if you've noticed about this church. I mean, we, we, we pray. And in fact, some of us were praying before the service. But the prayer kind of merged into something else as there was so much chatter going on outside that it was like, this is, church is already happening. You know? and, and that's not a bad thing, okay? Why, if you've noticed, we don't normally start on time. Why is that? Because we're chatting. Yeah, because we're chatting. I don't know if you've noticed, uh, I mean, this has been a trait of this church since we started. The church service, service finishes around about 12, 12, 15. I often don't get home until gone one sometimes half one I don't know if you've noticed that yeah um, and uh, why do we do that <laughs> why do we do this why do we have tea and biscuits uh, afterwards and um, those things so you might call it chat if you're speaking in Christianese you'd call it fellowship why do we fellowship um, and and so we're going to look at that today now I'm going to get you to do the bible readings but it's going to be chaos okay and so you're going to have to follow very carefully Chris would you mind putting up that powerpoint I've got there just the first page of it and so I need you all to look up a verse for me because there's lots of these and so you I, you might even have one each all right so get your bibles ready so I'm just going to go around the room is that all right if you don't want to read one you can just go oh no don't do it that's fine but if you do want to read it, just go, thank you, I'm going to get that one. So Sheila's looking at the ready, and she knows she's kind of thumb is in ready there. So not now, but when I get to it, uh, could you do John 13, 34? And then we'll just go down. Uh, Graham, would you better do Romans 15, 7? Um, and then coming around the room, uh, Daniel, Romans 13, 8. Leslie, next one, Ephesians 4, 2. Shari, have you, have you, are you, yeah, uh, where do I get, 1 Thessalonians 4, 9, yeah, if we're sharing a Bible, or are you not sharing a Bible, are you just getting glasses, okay, <laughs> can I have someone then, uh, Elsa, would you mind doing James 5, 16, have you got one there, um, D, do you want to read one, yeah, yeah it's uh, John 15, 12, uh, and then we're going around, Ella, can you do one? No? Okay. Uh, Mum, uh, Romans 12, 10. Uh, right, I'll go this way. Wendy, can you do one? John 4, 7. Uh, John, can you do Galatians 5, 13? Yeah. And then Reg. Oh, we've got that one twice. We won't bother with that one again. So can you do Romans 16, 10? 16, 16. Six, sorry, 16, 16, thank you. Yeah, Rose, could you 1 Peter 1, 22? Yeah? No, you can't do it. Okay. Uh, Emma, can you tell that one? Uh, 1 Peter 1, 22. 
Dennis, could you do Galatians 6 2? This is gonna, it's going to be chaos. This. Where, where, okay. Uh, where do we get to? 2 John 5, P, uh, Keith? Yeah. Peter? Don't know why I called you Peter. There's no Peter down here. Julie, could you do one? Or? Yeah. Can you do the next one down, Ephesians 4 25? Uh, Chris, can you pick that one for 1 Thessalonians 4 18? And uh, we've run out of people. Um, Dan, sorry, Dan. Dan, 1 Thessalonians 5 11. And Ada? Here we go. Hebrews 10 24, and I'll do the last one. Excellent, thank you. Right, we'll get there. <coughs> Okay, so we'll get to that in a minute. So you can be really distracted now, finding it and thinking, how does that word, how do I pronounce that word? Hopefully I haven't given any nasty ones to you in terms of word pronunciation. But we'll come to that in a minute. Okay, so um, first of all, I'm going to tell you a story. Okay, so a year ago, it seems just like yesterday, really, but it was a year ago, I was on sabbatical. Do you remember? And um, did many different things on sabbatical. Uh, one of the things I did towards the things the last week of my sabbatical, I um, went down to Chichester and had four or five days on my own. I think it's four days. Um, I took my bike with me. I took my tuba with me. I had a house to myself. It's and like abandoned. sorry. And what? And abandoned my family. And I was going to say it was perfect. Um, but then Ella, Ella just pointed that out. So, so I, was, I was in my own little happy world, where, which is, if I go into my own world, that's a lot of what's going on. So anyway, um, and I was actually a little bit... I'd done also, I had also had a time at the beginning <coughs> of my sabbatical on my own. And if I'm honest, I was a little bit apprehensive about it because I was going to be on my own. I'm so used to being part of family and just being part of a wonderful family, let me just emphasise that, Gabriela, uh, that I was a little bit kind of, oh, what's, go- what's it going to be like? And so I'd had, I think, two or three days on my own. I'd had some time to pray. I'd had some time just to go and ride my bike, like I said, and do all the, the things that, that I, I do. And I'd walked around Chichester. Does anyone know Chichester very well? Are you? Yeah. yeah, some of you do. <laughs> some of you do, definitely, I know. And... Um, I actually had a little wander around the cathedral during the day, and I noticed that the, the even song was happening. I think on one, I think it was the Wednesday night or the Thursday night. So I thought, you know, I, I've been to even song before, but I really, really fancy just going to even song. But mainly because I've been on my own, and I, I would be in a sort of with some some people and 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 worship and, and all that kind of thing. And, and you know, music's a great thing, and I knew that there'd be good music. So so I go to choral even song. Um, and I go in, and somebody says, you, you know, sort of welcomes me in, if you like, a bit like the, the equivalent of Margaret, but they were wearing robes and things. So, and um, and they, they welcome me in, and so I went and sat down, because you all sit in the kind of the choir stall bit of the cathedral, you know, the kind of the inner sanctum kind of bit. And I sat down, and straight away somebody comes over to me and says, I'm sorry, you can't sit there. <laughs> I'm thinking... Oh, great, because I was actually sitting in the choir seats, the, the actual choir seats, you know. So uh, the choir needs to sit there. So, right, OK, fair enough. So I moved, and I thought, now I know where the choir is going to sit. I want to be, you know, me being me. I want to be in on the action. So I sat literally just behind the choir. So the choir, I was right in front. They were right in front of me. And, um, and then as I'm looking around, I'm looking around, I'm thinking, I can spot the regulars, because the, the regulars know where to go. 
not me. And then I can spot the tourists. Me, you know, there was lots of tourists there as well. And, um, and then I, uh, what happened was the, the, the choir came in and sat down. And the guy who was, seemed to be leading them in, I didn't know whether this was the choir master or the, the, the vicar, if you like. I don't know what he's called in this situation. I thought I r- knew him. This is somebody who, friends of mine from school, were in the same youth, uh, church youth group with him. And he, I knew he'd become uh, ordained in the Church of England. So I'm thinking, there's Scott. And I'm so tempted to pull out my phone and take a picture and send it to my other friend and say, is this Scott? I didn't know he was working here. <laughs> um, I didn't. I, I, I stayed uh, suitably liturgical and restrained. And, and then, then it started. And I don't know if you are familiar with the, the service format, but basically they sing, they read, they pray. You sit there. And you think that could be a bit dull, but I was just captivated with this. It was a powerful experience of God. I, I can't explain it. The music was beautiful. It was powerful. Um, the, the prayers, the readings, it was like, for me, it was like a living grace. Um, and, you know, there are scriptures that say that Jesus intercedes for us. Yeah, and the Holy Spirit intercedes for us. And it was almost like I was experiencing that because I was part of what was going on. I was part of this worship. I was part of these prayers. I was part of this scripture reading. But I didn't do or say anything. I just sat there and, and stood, actually, when I was supposed to stand. And that was it. And I'm, that's unusual for me because I'm normally doing this, aren't I? I'm either doing that or I'm doing this. And I'm usually doing all the stuff. Um, and not just for that reason, but I just felt it was a real powerful experience. I felt the holiness of God. I experienced um, the majesty of God. It was tangible. It was close. Um, and also being that close to the choir as well. I, was, you, I don't know if you've ever experienced that. I mean, being part an orchestral player in the past, when you're in the midst of it, it's so different to being and in the audience you know if you ever go to go to the proms go and sit just behind the orchestra and you get a feel for what it's like to be in the brass section it's, it's brilliant um anyway so that was all that and um uh the, the one thing that i noticed that was i hadn't really engaged there was a guy obviously a not tourist this was a regular even song goer he was on my left and there's some tourists on my right um but i hadn't actually spoken to anyone and we it, you, you sit in these kind of uh, individual seats and they're not even just seats like this. They have little kind of side bits, you know, <laughs> as if to say, yeah, we don't look at each other, right? The, in fact, the only person you really look at is the person directly opposite you in the choir stalls. And it's almost designed, don't talk, <laughs> yeah? And um, so, so I hadn't really, I'd had this amazing experience of God, but I hadn't really spoken to anybody. And that was part of my reason to go to Evensong in my mind, because I've been on my own all week. I wanted just to be with some people, people that might be like me. So anyway, so that all happened. Had a great time. Great experience. Met with God. I'm, and everyone files out. And then they all shake the, the minister, the priest, whatever you call him, his hand. I thought, okay, I'm not, I'm not looking here to have a long, in-depth conversation, but I'm just going to say... Hi, I'm Richard, I'm a pastor and I'm on sabbatical. Because if you speak to any minister and you mention the word spagatical, they will say you need a sabbatical. And um, if you mention sabbatical to any minister, they kind of go, oh yeah, tell me about it. You know, because we value it, right? You know, anybody, any minister that's been on sabbatical will love to tell you about theirs and I would love to tell you about mine because it's a, it's a great time. It's a great, great thing to do. 
And so I thought, this is going to be a conversation starter, even if it's a short conversation. So I, I opened my mouth and started to say, hello, my name's Richard. And he looked at me as if to say, no, we don't do this. Don't talk to me. You shake my hand, you nod, you might say hello, and you move on. You know? And it's like, oh, okay, right. So I didn't think, think I even got as far as Sebastian. <laughs> you know? And it was like, no, we don't do this here. You know, we have the experience of God and then we move on. Yeah. And and so I have to say to you, it was one of the highlights of my sabbatical to go to Evensong, but at the same time it was a bit bizarre. Uh, in the sense that I didn't speak to anyone. I, I met with God, but I didn't speak with anyone, even though I was surrounded by people. And and it made me realise that the one thing that was missing from that, it was very heavenly, powerfully heavenly, the, the worship. But there was no idea of heaven come to earth, if that makes sense. There was no idea of incarnation, because when Christ came, what did he say? He said, the kingdom of heaven is near, nigh, depending on which version you use. Yes, near, nigh, um, depends if you're a, a you or a the kind of person. Um, and... Just being, this is God in flesh and blood. And when we get together, there is some reminder of that. Because I look around and I know that the image of God is in each one of us. And that God is here amongst us. And so it's very, so when I got you to greet each other this morning, there was a reason for that. Because I want you to remember that we are here to worship God, but we're also here together. And so I had that powerful experience in Chichester Cathedral, but the thing that was missing was the idea of God with us in that sense. I, I experienced God in a powerful way, but at the same time, it was, wasn't uh, connected, really, with, with the real world, it seemed to me. And when we get together, the reason what I want to... I want to just encourage you that part of our getting together, the reason why we get together and we speak to one another and we chat and we fellowship and we share with things with one another is that that outworks God with us to one another. Yeah, Because at the end of the day, I can go home and I can, I can worship God and I can meet with God and, and I, I hope you do too, but I, this happens from time to time when I really encounter God. Sometimes in the living room, sometimes as I'm walking down by the river or something, but I'm on my own. And that happens. And we can do that. But this is a unique and special moment when we gather together as the church that there's only, some, only so, many, so much you can do with God on your own. But actually... The Bible speaks of it's always God and his people. If you read the Bible, in the very, very beginning, what does God say? Let us create God in our image. So immediately we realise that we are a people, not a person. God didn't say, I'm going to create a person and we'll see what happens. Let us create mankind in our image. Um, and that is reflected on what you will find in the New Testament as known, what are known as the one another commands, which you are now going to read in a very, very orderly fashion to one another, okay? So this is where we're going to read through this list. And so if you can't remember your thing, good luck, because I can't remember what I said to everybody. 
But I know I started with Sheila, so she's got the easy one. She's at the top of the list, and we'll just kind of work around. So just speak it out nice now. They're relatively short verses, but let's just listen to these, and they all, if you notice, will talk about one another, us together. Go for it. Thank you. A new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. Accept one another then, just as Christ accepted you, in order to bring praise to God. Let no debt remain outstanding, except the continuing debt to love one another, for whoever loves others has fulfilled the law. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, caring with one another in love. Now about your love for one another. We do not need to write to you, for you yourselves have been taught by God to love each other. Okay, thanks. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Therefore confess our sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Be devoted to one another in love. Honour one another above yourselves. Okay. <clears throat> Dear friends, let us love one another for the love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. You, my brothers and sisters, are called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. Greet one another with a holy kiss. All the churches of Christ send greetings. Now that you have purified yourselves by obeying the truth so that you have sincere love for your brothers, love one another deeply from the heart. Carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfil the law of Christ. And now, dear lady, I am not writing you a new command, but one which we have from the beginning. I ask that we love one another. Therefore each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to your neighbour, for we are all members of one body. Therefore encourage one another with these words. Therefore encourage one another and build each other up, just as in fact you are doing. Great. And the last one is offer hospitality to one another. Sorry. Oh, sorry, I've got out of sync. <laughs> Go for it, Ada. And let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds. Yeah, that's a good one. And offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Let me just ask you, what did you notice there? Actually, what was the, there was one thing that just kept... I mean, and I've done this... This is uh, There's more of them, but the one another commands, there is one one another that keeps coming back and I hope I've, you've, you've heard it what, what, what's the one one another love, love yeah so it's, I think one, about a third of the one another commands in the New Testament I just keep going back to this love one another okay uh, but then you heard lots of other things dotted about there's an encourage one another um, stir one another up to love and good deeds be uh, hospitable to one another there's any other serve one another there's a few other Oh, in fact, actually, Chris, you can go to the second page of the PowerPoint. I'll summarise these on, on here. 
I'll, I'll let him figure that out. There we go. That, that kind of summarises them. Okay? Carrying one another's burdens. Greet one another with a holy kiss. Um, we can work out how to... Now, I want to just ask, ask you a question, really. How much of that... This, this is church activity. This is, this is what church should be up to, okay? How much of this can we do sitting as you are now in rows? Quite tricky, isn't it? You know, I'm really loving Keith here, sat here, just you know, I'm really carrying his burdens. You know, it's, it's quite hard, isn't it? You know, don't know whether Keith's feeling that love. <laughs> um, but I do know, just as you know, Keith's often here early, and in fact, he's always here early. So we just had a little chat this morning. But I know that there is we're able to share something where I can carry burdens and I can show a bit of love, even just by saying, or greet, I can greet one another. I can do that because I'm one-on-one with him and I'm meeting together. So, um, so I want to suggest to you that if we were just to have our service the way Call Evensong is conducted, and which I loved, by the way, um, we wouldn't be able to do this, would we? If we all came and sat... We could construct our own little choir things with our little cubicles and we come and sit. And, and, and actually sometimes this is what we need, isn't it? We just need to be on our own. Right? Fair enough, I get that. But if we're going to fulfil the, these commands to encourage one another and, and then so on, we do need to have time where we chat. Oh, Emma, you've had a hard week. Let me just encourage you with something. Yeah? Oh, Shari, let me help you with those burdens. You know, that, that kind of thing. I can't, I can't do that if I'm just sitting next to you. That makes sense? So I think it's really important that we understand that, the, that our chat or fellowship before and after the service and then throughout the week is an important part of what it is to be church. Um, so to encourage one another, you're going to need to speak to one another. All right? Uh, and that can come from the front. I can encourage you from the front. But more often than not, it's when somebody says something to you together, right? Afterwards or before. Um, to carry one another's burdens, you're going to need to communicate some stuff. To serve one another, that takes an opportunity, doesn't it? Yeah? It's difficult to serve one another just sat here. Okay? Um, uh, to, to speak truth, that means talking to one another. To accept one another, that, that takes time. It takes a building of relationship, doesn't it? To, to better accept and to welcome in. To love one another, that takes on so many different forms, but most of it happens from off the pews. And so I'd like to suggest that these one another instructions um, happen in our times of chat and our times of fellowship before and after the service. Um, and that they are not just optional extras, but they're integral to what it is to be church. And so, you know, we joke about starting late, but part of my, sometimes I just don't want to break up what the church that's already happening, if that makes sense. What I would encourage you is here, get here early and do that kind of bit of church so that we can start on time. Um, because I know that would be, that's honouring one another. Yeah, that is honouring one another. Um, but this is what we're these times are precious because it's these times that we start to put into practice what we believe and we we preach and what we teach and what we read in the scriptures so don't see it as an optional extra Um, and 
when we get together, I urge you just to allow the Holy Spirit to take sometimes our mundane conversations. You know, oh, I'll tell you what, I was just coming back from Tesco's the other day and the shopping bag split and then it started raining. It's not the most, you, you know, it's not kind of, okay, it's not going to change your life. But through those little conversations, allow the Spirit of God to start taking a hold of, of, of our times together that, that would open up opportunities for, for a deep ministry of the Spirit, encouragement. We all need encouragement. Yeah? We all need encouragement. And take the opportunity when we get together to think, how, how can I encourage someone today? You're face to face with somebody and they're hearing about, you're hearing about the shopping bag splitting and it's raining. How can I encourage this person? Whoever it is I'm talking to. How can I um, stir them up to love and good works? So it's right for us to have our times of worship. It's right for us to be singing our, our songs of praise. It's right for us to pray our prayers. It's right for you to, to, to read the scriptures and to, to listen to someone preaching. Um, those things, and I'll talk about those things another time. Those things are right, and it's and it's helpful to follow an order of service. You know, so the the Evensong liturgy is helpful. It helps guide us through a form of worship, and we have our form of worship. We sing some songs, we break bread together, and we do this. We have we're preaching. We have that's all helpful, but also uh, the church doesn't. Let me put it this way: the church doesn't end there or begin there. But actually church, the one anotherness of church, happens before and after, and sometimes even during our services. I'll read you from Hebrews 13, which says, Therefore, through Jesus, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of our lips, that can openly confess his name. And do not forget to do good and share with others, for, which, for with such sacrifices God is pleased. Let me just quickly break that down. He says, basically, come when you get together, offer God praise with your mouths. So singing, praying, do that when you get together, he's saying. And that's the fruit of lips that openly profess his name. And then also it says, and do not forget to do good and share with others. So it's almost like, he's not putting it, it's not how it, this is maybe necessarily written, originally written, but it's like, it's good to get together and do the formal things we do when we have our service, but it's also good to get together and to do good to one another and share with one another. And both of those types of things, the scriptures say, those sacrifices are things that God is well pleased with. So he likes it when we get together and sing. He likes it when we get together and pray. He likes it when we get together and read the scriptures together. He also likes it when we chat together and we encourage one another and we pray for one another and we share with one another and we carry one another's burdens. He likes it. It's not kind of like he's kind of going, oh, come on guys, <laughs> church ended half an hour ago and you guys need to go home and have your lunch. God's not like that. He's going, this is good. It's good. I like it. I'm well pleased with it. So I want to encourage you um, that that social time is, is not just a polite thing we do, but it's an important part of our spiritual life. Um, I'm, by the way, I'm not, hear me right, I'm not giving a theological reason for us starting late. 
Okay, so don't if you think oh I can just mosey, mosey on in at sort of ten thirty and sort of slide in and 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 that's I've now got a theological stand because now we're going to have a little chat before we and, and things can start. Like, no, I'm not saying that. I'm actually encouraging you theologically to get here early so that we can engage in church before what we call church in a formal sense starts. Does that make sense? Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, but it's not an add-on extra, this part of church. And particularly for us, one of our key identities, isn't it, <coughs> is, is that the family and the interaction. We're not an Evensong type church. I don't think it would work very well. If I said, okay, we're going to do church like Evensong now every Sunday morning, I think we're, most of you would leave. <laughs> this, is kind of, this is not because there's anything wrong with the service format in itself, but because we've lost something, and that something is very important to us. So I just want to encourage you, just to finish with, um, just to allow God to, to help us grow this. I think this is a key characteristic of us as a church, but let God allow us to go deeper with this. Maybe to be more intentional. Maybe you realise that actually, when I'm here on a Sunday and I'm chatting with my brothers and sisters, I can, I can encourage them. I can speak God's word to them. I can encourage them in, in the hope of the resurrection. All of us can do that. I, I, but also I can come and I can share with my brothers and sisters, this has been hard this week, I need some help, can you pray for me? Or just, just help me out because on Tuesday I've got this really difficult thing, so just I need a bit of support. Then we become the body. And we might even just want to consider how we extend this time. Last thought. You know, that um, our times of, of chat, fellowship, whatever you want to call them, uh, how can we extend it? How can we grow it? Because I think there are people outside who are desperate and crying for that interaction. They don't necessarily know they need to pray yet. But they, and they probably don't even know that they need to be part of a family yet. But when they meet, it's one of the characteristics, actually. It spills out into our food bank. I and mean, I think through Reg's leadership... People come to our food bank, they like coming because it's welcoming and there's, it's fellowship. They don't even, we don't call it that, but it is that. So I want us to consider how we might grow and extend that. And I just want to just tell you a story, just a, a testimony really from Addison Baptist Church. You know they've changed their service format to Breakfast Church. So that if you haven't been... You could probably fit it in before you got here if you were quick. But uh, uh, you go and have your breakfast. They eat together around tables. Uh, round tables. They have breakfast together. They have um, some preaching and, and, and some worship after that. And they pray together. And that's it. It's a very simple service format. But I was talking to Ben about it just the other day. And, and they've seen their numbers increase. People coming through this. And he said, but more than that, the most important thing is the dynamic of the church has changed. Because we're getting to know one another. And, and we're sharing. And, and we're doing, notice the word I used, one another. Um, and I'm not suggesting we necessarily take on that format. But I'm just saying, maybe God would help us grow. And develop what is already strong here, but in, in a different direction. Maybe I'll leave that open. Maybe in our prayer week we can think about that. Um, yeah so I'm going to finish with um, some words from the Celtic Daily Prayer which if you come uh, in the prayer week you, you'll pray this every day um, but um, the, 
there's, there's two lines from one of the prayers which says, Be in the heart of each to whom I speak, and in the mouth of each who speaks unto me. And there's an understanding in that, that we are made, each one of us, in the image of God. I'll say it again. Be in the heart of each to whom I speak. So there is power in the things that I say, and let them be from you to others, to one another. But also, be in the mouth of each who speaks to me. Knowing that actually God speaks through ordinary folk like you and me, to one another. It's not just the preacher's job. But you have an opportunity now when we have our tea and coffee and what have you, to speak words of God to one another. And one final, um, final thing. I was, uh, you know, Joe is living with us at the moment and I was just doing the washing up and she asked me a question and I did, um, I'm learning to be a rabbi and I answered her question by asking her a question. And then in doing so, she answered her own question. And then she just started speaking and just encouraged, without realising it, she was just encouraging me in what Louise and I were doing and, and helping her and, and just, um, you know, everything actually, that the way this church is and how, because of this church, she's, um, uh, thank you, um, just grown so much. And I said, do you know what? You're now speaking the word of God to me. So not only have you answered your own question, you're now speaking encouragement, which is from God to me. This is good. And she didn't even realise she was doing it. Be in the heart of each to whom I speak and in the mouth of each who speaks to me. I'm going to pray. Uh, we're going to sing one final song and then I'll get you to put it, all this into practice. Lord, we thank you for the one and others that we are each one of us here. We pray, Lord, bring your spirit now and teach us and show us how to go deeper into be one another as a church, knowing that you are in and through and for all of this. We thank you that you are one another God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. So teach us how to walk and live and move in the Trinity being one another. Teach us how to speak to one another. Teach us how to share with one another. Teach us how to support one another. All in and through the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen.